Welcome to the Tim and James universe. The TJU is proud to present 31 Days of Horror, The Revenge. What seems to be the problem? Fearing for your life? Snap out of it! You act like you've never seen a dead body before! Thank you for joining us on this very warm October 21st, or 20th rather, uh, for day 20 of 31 Days of Horror, The Revenge. I forget how good that music sounds in, in that movie. It's not it's not too bad. It's the, the creepy stuff. Heard the buddy yeah. drawing in there. I'm not drawing. I heard some drawing. Oh, I folded my Switch, or my, uh, my D, uh, DS, but I didn't draw. I wasn't drawing. Uh, yeah, what's that? See? Huh? What's that? I was scratching my foot. Is, were you scratching your foot during that too? Because that might have been what I heard. Maybe, maybe I'm both. I was switching my feet. I was uh, crossing my feet the other way. God damn, the buddy's fucking sound police over there. I just, <laughs> just gets me, buddy. When God the buddy's it, fumbling around during the intros and stuff, gets me I, going. I can't sit still. All right, so I always do. So I always gotta move or do something. All right, yeah, well, here we are in day 20, and tonight's uh, scary tale is scary stories to tell in the dark. I already almost pass out from intros because I'm not trying to be like, <sighs> during them. <laughs> so, like, I hold my breath so, like, I can yeah. breathe, like, lighter. Yeah, this was uh, directed by some fella named Andre Overdahl, some Norwegian film director and screenwriter. Um, so, got somebody on the cheap. Story was by Guillermo del Toro and two other guys I don't know, based on the, uh, what was I guess, the book series, Scary yeah, Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Which, uh, full disclosure, I have, I've never read a single one. I remember uh, seeing it in school, but I, I've never read one either, like fully looked at one. I think it's just like, like, it's a book of like different mini scary stories. And then like, the art style is what I, what I really like, because it looks like old and creepy. Mm-hmm. If like if you Google like just Google uh that book and like you'll see like a couple of the drawings. It's it kind of reminds me of drawings from um you ever read that book? It was it's a book of poems, but it kind of has like drawings in it. Uh, the uh, shit, what's that? The sidewalk uh where the sidewalk ends or some shit like that. Like the no. cover of the. Oh, okay, well never mind. I mean, chances are if it's if it's if the sentence begins with "Have you read?" the answer is probably no. God damn it. Well, like, not Red Red, but, like, seen it. Like, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, either way, no. God damn it. Um, this came out August 9th, 2019. Budget was between 25 to 28 million, you could tell. And the box office was uh, 106 million, so a nice little profity poo for uh, Del Toro's son. That's not bad. God damn it. That's not bad. <laughs> completely wrong. He's not even. I know. <laughs> 
Isn't he like Brazilian or something like that? Like I thought he's I, Mexican. Okay, I, well I wasn't sure what specifically what it was because I thought he was Mexican, but I thought I heard he was like like something else, like he's Brazilian or something. I'm pretty sure it's Mexican. Yes. For some Guillermo reason, was just a weird day, but the Del Toro is like, yeah, it's Spanish. Yeah, right there at Mexican. <sighs> white as hell looking. Yeah, he just looks like a big white guy. He looks like a uh, J R R. R- uh, What's his name? George R. R. Martin? I was gonna yeah, I, I know where you're going. Yeah. White whitest looking Mexican I ever seen. But you know what? He makes some good goddamn shit though. I'll give God, him that. God, he sure fucking does. First two Hellboys were good. The fucking um what do you call it? Uh uh I'm drawing a blank on it. The Pan's Labyrinth, I saw part of it and that fucking was like weird. It's a great movie. Uh Blade Two. Oh, he did, huh? He did. Um, also, and that's was, the best fucking blade. What was it? Mimic? It was either Mimic or the Relic. <laughs> one of those two he did. Oh, really? Yeah, one of them. He likes uh, doing that that, that uh, like character art shit because well, that's his like, thing. Yeah, like Hellboy had all kinds of creatures, like creature shops. He loves that shit. Uh, he also did that the one that you saw. The uh, oh shit, was it? The, the one where the chick fucks a fish in the water. Ah, uh, yes. Um, in the water. No. Yeah, what was it? What water, is that in the water? Something with water. Fish fucking? I forget what it's called. Fish out of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really good. I saw that in the theater. Um, that was a really good movie. Well, yeah. uh, but again, character, like it's creature, like a fish creature. It's it's Abraham uh, Sabian. Michael, <laughs> Abe Sabian. Exa- yeah, exactly. Michael Shannon plays the biggest asshole in that movie, but really good. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, <coughs> Crimson Peak. Him. TJU favorite Crimson Peak, of course. Yeah. Also has some creature designs in there. Not a lot, but some ghost, some ghostly designs that uh, were partly practical, which uh, why it looks so good. God, amazing twist. <laughs> what an amazing tale. So good, and they stayed with it. Like, oh, they. Sh- the buddy, I love when they just commit, and it's shocking. Like, 12 minutes? Did not expect that. Never in a million years when I started 12 minutes did I expect that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh. I wonder if I am fish ends up that way. Can you imagine? God damn it, dude. Just like a bunch of inbred fish. Yeah. That's why the game won't start. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. It's fucking sick. Does Buddy got COVID over there? I don't know. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a, bit of a coffee poo there in his laugh. Yeah. I know you were saying the other day, like, you were pretty bad. Yeah, the other day I kept coughing, and then i just been feeling like shit, like, tired and exhausted. And it's like, I know that's not just because of work. And it's like, fuck, do I got it? But I don't want to go get fucking my nose raped, and then, oh, it's negative again. It's like, ugh. If you don't have a fever, and then I don't really think you'd have it. I don't think my roommate had a fever. He was just, he was coughing and running nose, and he, he just felt like he had a cold. But it was like July. When I had it, it was weird because there was, at some point for like 20 minutes, my face got fucking red hot. It just, my face was visibly red, and I, like my my temperature was like 101 something for like 20 minutes, and then my face finally didn't feel hot, which that was annoying because it was just like burning, like fuck my face. Uh, and then it went away, and I didn't have a fever again. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? But see, you also had it pre-vaccine. Uh, I had it, had it. My roommate had it with the vaccine, <clears throat> which is why he's like, it felt like just a cold. Like he had a runny nose. He was coughing. 
and then you got a positive test back. Because when you have the vaccine, it's like it's less impactful on your body. So it's supposed to be, but there are still people who are getting and who are like fucked up. So, and I don't know if it's just because that's just the hand that they were dealt, or if it's the Delta thing. Like I've I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I'm still don't know. Sure. It's really weird because, like, why was this disease dormant for so long and then all of a sudden, like, just coming back? Because, like, there's... Well, I mean, there's been coronaviruses, but this one just mutated to this. Because uh, somebody had to fuck with it. Something really bad. Someone ate a bat or whatever the fuck it was. Fuck yeah. Isn't that what it was? Like, a, a bat sold in the Chinese market? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, because they, they eat all kinds of stuff, so you got, like, sick from it, and then, of course, it's, it's like the ending of... Uh... Uh, Planet of the Apes, where you just see like the airplane fly and then all the red dots fly, and it's like, yep, that's what happened. Because you heard about it, and I was thinking like, oh, okay, some dude's sick with some random shit, and then all of a sudden you hear like, oh, first case in Seattle, and I was like, oh, it's in a spread, and then Italy got shut down, and then fucking everywhere else got sick, and then it's started spreading across America, and it's like, ah, oh, cool. So going into this movie, I actually, I thought it was. uh I thought it was kind of like an anthology kind of thing. I thought like there would be a story and then it would be like kind of like um, uh, Trick or Treat. We watched that, right? Yeah, of course we did. Oh, okay. I know I've seen it. I can't remember if I made you watch it. Where like um, it followed different people's stories, but then it all connected in the end? Sort of. Maybe not even th- that it connects, but just that it was just segments like this story, this story, that story. Which uh, it is in a way because it's like – they find this book and a story starts to be written like before their very eyes. Um, and then as each story is written, one person dies or something bad happens to them. Yeah. And that's kind of the process after like the first act. Yeah. Which the, the first act of the movie kind of got me hot and it's just a me thing. It's just because I'm really sick of this cliche with like the, the super like vicious bully. Yeah. See, it's been a while. I remember, the gimmicks and shit but i don't remember like the overall story the bully isn't in it very long it's just like how the movie opens there's just like a bunch it's like three dudes wearing varsity jackets drinking in a cornfield and then they're beating up a scarecrow for some reason and one's like super angry it's like whoa chill out dog uh and then they're driving around uh and then the kids try to get like revenge so they throw like a burning bag of dog shit in the car which granted that is quite a step um because we're not seeing how the bully bullies them in the beginning. We're just we just assume that they have been because the guy's an asshole. But yeah. then he's trying to like kill him or whatever. And I'm I don't know. I'm just watching. I'm just like I'm so sick of this bully thing because it's not like this. Like at least I mean I'm sure there have I'm sure there are asshole kid bullies. Like I know it happens. Maybe, but maybe not to the level it is in movies. It's always dialed up to eleven. But personally, for me, I've never seen anything like anything a bully's done in a movie. It could be, like, a Midwest thing, because, like... Maybe. It's always there, right? Like that. Yeah, we don't have bullies like that here, like, in cities and shit, so maybe it's that. Maybe, but, like, what, what does it? Because this movie took place in, like, bumfuck nowhere, right? It was, like... Oh, yeah, somewhere, Iowa like, Iowa or Ohio or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Uh, or Moxley's from or whatever. <laughs> I, I do remember enjoying the movie. I, I brought a I brought a young lady to the to the to the movie. I went and saw it at the drive-in after we had uh, Cattleman. Well, not too young, buddy. No, she, I think she's like a year or two younger than me. <laughs> she's a young lady. It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it! 
Uh, um, let her stay past uh, past her bedtime. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't spend too much time watching the movie, huh? That's all we watched. Oh. Who's for driving and watches the movie? People. I've actually never been to a drive-in. I mean, it's whatever. It's nice that you get to be in your car and you don't have to worry about people sitting next to you or hearing other people. My my should, only. You just have your windows up. That way you don't hear fucking kids or you hear other people talking and shit. My only memory um, of the drive-in was back in 1995, um, driving along the freeway. I think my dad was driving. And seeing uh, Mortal Kombat playing on the screen. I was like, oh, I saw that movie. Uh-huh. Like, Dad, remember when we saw that movie? He's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> that's my only memory. And of course that's my memory, right? Because <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. But I just imagine, like, how old was I, 95? Like, eight eight years old, just popping off in the passenger seat of the car, trying to watch all the movie. Like, stop, stop the car. I want to watch. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, because we didn't have downloading, I couldn't go download the movie and watch a cam of it. I had I watched it once in the theater, and I had to fucking wait till it came out on pay per view so I could watch it on my illegal cable box. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was that was a treat. I remember being in school, and I like waking up in the morning for school. We had to wake up really fucking early, like six thirty or something. I came downstairs, and the way it worked back then is it would just show the movie twenty four seven on one channel for pay per view. And they would have, like, eight channels, and they would be showing, like, different movies or whatever, like, all day long. That is true. I fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I woke up. I ran fucking downstairs because I knew it was going to come out. And I turned on the TV, and I started watching a little bit of the movie for, like, 20 minutes before I have to go to school. And then I spend eight or nine hours in fucking elementary school just like, God damn it, come on. <sighs> and then when I got out of, out of school, it was raining, and I fucking ran my little ass home. Came home and watched the movie until my mom got home, however long it was. So I watched it, like, a couple times. God damn it. Pretty fucking good. I did that yeah. with Annihilation, too, and I didn't realize what a mistake I was making. <laughs> I uh, I used to work at the drive-in, so... Oh, fuck yeah. I would just watch. All over the place with the theaters. You fucking know it. I am a jack-of-all-trades. I've had all kinds of random... Like, who else do you know that made windows and screens for houses and... Fucking went door to door selling AT and T bullshit. Yeah, buddy is uh, it's quite the handyman. You fucking know it. Was it was that uh, uh, fuck, Jack of all trades, master of none, or some shit like that? Exactly. Like Remember that show, Jack of all trades. No. Uh, Bruce Campbell was in it. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on uh the UPN. Yeah. Was the guy like an undercover agent or something like that? That's why it was like he did he was, some different things. He was some kind of thing like that. It went like one season. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Campbell was like his handler or some shit, like or his uh, guy. Like he went to him for advice or some shit, right? You mean was it Ted Raimi? What? Well, because Bruce Campbell was the lead in it. Oh, he was a lead. I thought he was. Yeah. What show was he in where he was like? He was Aries. In, oh, Burn in, Notice. He was right? in Burn Notice, and he was also in Xena. He was he played Ares. Oh yeah, but I, I, I'm thinking of Burn Notice. My bad. Yeah, that's way that's way later. I know. Well, because I know he was like he would go to him for info and he'd help him out and shit like that. But okay, I don't remember Jack of All Trades then. It was like a it was set like in I don't know what kind of era. I don't think medieval, maybe Victorian or something. Where back when they wore like you know blouses, right? Like flowy kind of clothes. Uh, okay. 
It was like in the same vein as like uh, what was the other shows back then? Like Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. Remember that? I do not. And Jesus and Christ. and VIP. VIP sounds familiar. It was back then when they had all these weird shows that lasted like a season or two on. Uh, I don't even know when it was actually like airing, but I only ever saw those shows like noon between noon and three on the weekends on UPN or the WB sometimes. Yeah. I don't know when, like, I don't think they ever had a prime time slot. <laughs> they don't have shows like that anymore. <laughs> Shame. Look up Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. That'll that's interesting. What? Like three hot chicks in the future? I think that's what the twenty five twenty five is for. Anyways, uh, so scary stories. Yeah, a bunch of kids hide from a bully in this old haunted house. Um. Uh, they find a book in there from who's the, the name is Sarah, and she's like a an albino girl who was accused of killing a bunch of kids. And after they find the book, it starts writing in itself, and one by one, every per, every kid who's in the house starts disappearing. Uh, they ne- you never see them explicitly die, which is disappointing. Is the buddy still there? And welcome back to day 20. Sorry for the weird <laughs> quick segment. Uh, yeah, Even though it's early, still have internet problems. And now a truck's driving by. I don't hear it. Great day. You might hear it. it's coming. <laughs> I hear less stuff on, when you use your phone than I do with your headset. Which I wonder, what does it say about the mic then? Is that mic good on the, the headset? Good. I yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, so we were talking about Jack of All Trades, but I guess we'll just go right back to talking about the main movie. That's I was talking about the movie for a little bit, and then I was you'll hear in the thing because I'm sure you'll just post the whole thing. Uh, last thing I said was, "Buddy, are you there?" <laughs> That's only the best. <laughs> it's not as good as a couple times ago where I was like, "Buddy," and I start laughing because I got the text. Yeah, and then all the fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave that in, and then it's like, oh fuck yeah. Hey everybody, sorry about that. We're back. <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid blue screen of death. So, anyways, the uh, the the plot line of this movie is explain the whole thing again. Bunch of kids hide from a bully in a haunted house. They steal a book that was written by a dead girl who used to live there named Sarah. She was accused of killing a bunch of kids, um, and sent to like a mental hospital where she died in there or whatever. Um, and after they take the book, uh, stories start being written in the book before their eyes. Um, and each story features one of the kids that was in there. And then the kids either vanish or are killed. It's never explicit. They don't explicitly show anybody get murdered, uh, maybe except like the bully, because the bully's the first one who uh, gets turned into a scarecrow, which is uh, pretty cool. Like, I guess the, the scarecrow herald or whatever. Um, it starts chasing him in the cornfield and uh, stabs him with his little pitchfork. Oh, yeah. As the kid's running away, a bunch of straw starts coming out of, like, the wounds, and then his, his mouth, his ears, his nose, and then before he turns into the scarecrow himself. It's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, the, buddy, the buddy probably didn't like this movie because one of the main characters is uh, this older Mexican kid that they, the kids meet. Um, and the bullies spray paint a, uh, a racist term on his car. And of course the cop thinks he's the culprit. He thinks he's the reason that the bully's missing. 
Oh, goes, well, yeah, what's your name? He's like, uh, what was it? Ramon Ramirez? Like, Ramirez. Don't leave town, Ramirez. Like, God damn it. Yeah, I know, I know. It's always the fucking foreign person in, in this stupid town. Well, the, the twist is he's a draft dodger, buddy. Oh, see, I don't remember that. God damn it. It's been yeah. a very long... Yeah, the movie came out in 2019, but I have fucking no recollection of, like, story-wise. I remember the bits. Like, I remember liking the fat lady bit and liking the one where I think the kid found, like, a finger in his soup because of the the woman. When yeah, she, that, was, she, that was pretty good. That was the, the second story. So the bully was first, and then it was that kid. And then the third was the sister of one of the kids who was also in there, but they saved her. That's the one where, like, Spider. a... a yeah, the spider. All the spiders crawl out of her face. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but they ended up saving her, and when she, they went to save her, like in the bathroom, the main girl Stella, I think her name is, um, could could like see like the ghost of Sarah, like watching, and she's like, "Oh, freaking out! Oh my, she was there in the room. We have to find out." Um. And they go to, like, this old hospital to get, like, her old medical records. And they found this wax cylinder, which I don't know if this is real. But I guess they would make audio recordings on wax cylinders before, uh, I don't know, whatever recording device that they would use. So this would probably I, been, like, in the 20s. I could believe that. I mean, they made records. Yeah. Records yeah. are just molds that, like, make certain noise with the way the needle hits it. So I, I could see that being real i doubt the audio quality was as good as it was in the movie oh no true because uh you could hear everything really nice but uh it was kind of i was kind of cool because before when they like when they had the book open they would see the words being written like a ghost was writing it but on this audio recording they had sarah start telling a story right then in the recordings so, like that was a kind of a unique because they didn't have the book on them yeah see. so that was kind of neat um and then, you know, they find uh, through the audio recordings, I guess the doctor in the session with Sarah is her older brother. Um, and th- throughout the course of the movie, they find that, oh, wait, the fucking family poisoned. They put mercury in the water for some reason. And then they blamed it on the, on Sarah because she was a weird albino. Uh, because she was different is the term they use in the film. Um, and then Stella goes to the house because I guess if they tell her that they believe her that the curse will be broken i don't know how they came to that conclusion but she goes she runs to the house and she gets like sucked into um sarah's life like that's her story for her is living her life so she's running away from her family um and she gets put into like this little this room that's just kind of like super dark and you know damp or whatever uh and then she is about to be killed and she cries out no we believe you i'll tell your story i'll fucking write it and she's like look i'll write it right now so sarah gives her a pen she says you have to use your blood so she starts like she pokes herself and starts writing in the book sarah's story and then oh it's free and then it's a happy ending but none of the kids are returned back so like they kind of sequel bait because it's it's still in the huh i remember that because she's like it was time to get our friends back or something like that yeah and so i don't know if a sequel is going to happen I, I mean, about I, it. I liked it. I, I liked this movie, so like, I wouldn't mind a sequel. Because it sounds like it did well. There's so many more stories to to tell from those. Those there was like two or three of those stupid little books. 
Yeah, and I, I, again, some of the stories like when they got the book were already written in there, and I, I bet those are existing ones that I don't, I don't know. But prequels, you know, who knows? They love doing those for horror stuff. They sure fucking do. Yep, Annabelle creation and all that bullshit. Aren't both of her movies prequels? <laughs> and I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because she's locked up in the the house, so you can't do a. a I think I remember seeing the first Conjuring, but I've never seen any Conjuring or any Annabelle movie after that. I've only seen the Conjuring movies. Well, I guess Insidious, but that's not part of that. Oh, Insidious is good. Insidious is better than Conjuring. I think I remember seeing three of them. The fourth one, the Keys or whatever. I never saw that one. That's the one with just like the older chick, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. But I did see the end of uh, Ouija Board of Evil, where it was revealed that that's in the Insidious universe, because that chick shows up. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, buddy. It's pretty good, though. I watched that when I was on vacation. Pretty good. Just watching a little horror movie in my little hotel with the fireplace going. Uh, what made you... Behind me. Hmm? What made you watch this? You were just bored and it was on TV, or what? Uh, it was on Tubi, and... Um, we need we need stuff for this, and I watch horror movie every Friday, so I figured, hey, and uh, the buddy had said he's seen it already, so I figured, oh fuck yeah, well that's a win. I'll just I'll watch it now, and then easy to go, you know. Yeah, the buddy's buddy's real hardcore into that Tubi now. Uh, I mean, it's just nice to not, you know, the ad breaks aren't super annoying. True. They're, they're, they're short enough to where it's like uh, it's way better. Like Twitch, if you're watching Twitch, uh, it randomly you'll just get interrupted. And you'll have to like sit through eight or nine ads in a row. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's so fucking many. Two yeah, it's like one or two. I can't stand Twitch. Like I, I don't, yeah. I never, I don't watch I told you, I tried to watch an evil Uno stream of uh, Resident Evil eight. And then like just in the middle of it, just add. And I was like, all right, I'm done. No, I, I know. The thing that's pissing me off now is Twitter has ads on videos. So I'm like trying to look at like AEW stuff or whatever as it's going on, and every fucking video has a stupid ad in front of it, and I'm just I'm it infuriates me. Every I, fucking service that has videos is eventually ruined by ads. It happened to Facebook, even though all those videos were terrible already. I'm sure it's only a matter of time till TikTok has fucking ads before TikToks. Well, they do. If you scroll, you'll scroll, and then there'll be an ad. Scroll again. Oh, oh my god! Of course. Snap, no, buddy. I don't browse TikTok. You know this. That's true. They I've only they ever watch the ones you send me. They did what uh what Instagram does is like it it the ad looks like every other post, so you just yeah. you know you can just scroll. So at least it doesn't interrupt the shit, but it is there. Snapchat does it too. They started that. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm looking at my friends' stories. Why do I have an ad between my friends' stories? No, I so stupid. Are people over Snapchat yet? Because I feel like it's I, happening. I am. I, I yeah. don't think about doing it because it's like I, I'm not. I push it on my Twitter, my Instagram anyway. So it's like I just use that. And I was never super into. I only ever use it for the filters. I don't even. I'll go there for the filter, but I won't use. I won't like post it in Snapchat. I'll just take it somewhere else. You know. That's why yeah. I keep it. That and for the Twin Peaks thing, which I don't even know how to do anymore on there. I feel like they changed it. No, it's the same. You just swipe till you get the reverse talk, yeah. All right, well, as long as that exists, I'll keep it. But I am pissed off that they got rid of that face changer thing. God, we we did God, so good, especially early on in our uh, TJU career. Yeah, we it started us on the path. It sure did. But uh, yeah, the movie was 
it was okay. It's definitely young, for younger uh, kids. Um, yeah, because it wasn't overly scary, but it also wasn't like too kiddy. Like, I think you had the right balance for like a ten to like fourteen year old, or like an eight to fourteen year old. You know, the monster that came for the Mexican kid when they were in the in the the prison, the yeah, not prison, but the police station. That one was pretty cool. Where it's like uh, he comes through the fireplace like in pieces, and he really. Like, puts himself together and he's all crooked and weird. It reminded me of Gabriel, kind of. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and he fucking murdered the shit out of that cop, so that was pretty good. We don't take kindly to your tops right here. That's a cop, basically. Yeah, that's always like a Midwest cop. Uh, yeah. So I'll give it a thumb, but I was kind of indifferent to it. But I didn't, yeah. hate any, I didn't really hate anything about it, which is, you know, good. Yeah, I'll give it a thumb too, because like if it was scarier or more crazy with the creature department because of Del Toro, I, I think it would be a two thumb. But it wasn't a bad story and it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, if Del Toro directed it, I think it would probably have improved it. But he was just the producer, which could mean a variety of things that he was there and helped with stuff or he pitched in some money and that's it. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, if anything, he probably helped with a little bit of the creature design, especially that final later. Looked like a Del Toro creation. It did. It was that one was a little silly looking. A little bit, but the big smile and the long hair just is like creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yep. And we'll see you at the scary movies. Boo. Wow, that sure was a great episode, huh, gang? If you liked what you heard, and why wouldn't you, interact with us on social media. Follow us at TNJUniverse on Instagram. That's TNJUniverse. Or find us individually at SandmanRios on Instagram and ZeroSignal316 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Fuck yeah!